This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Well, it's not quite the summer or the springtime yet, but we're getting there. Beautiful day down the shores where we find Al Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, um, my neighbor. Um, no big show meeting after the show today. The Mark Chernoff Thursday meeting was canceled. canceled. So that yes. was cool. So we're able to do this Thursday podcast. Uh, one of the things that came up during the program uh, was the uh, the vaccine and all that stuff. And I just wonder why, if you know, Jerry, like why do people get angry if you question getting the vaccine? Like I don't understand. I don't like, know. To each like, his own. Right, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If someone if wants don't, to question it, let them qu- or just let them question it. It's okay to question things. You can go get answers. I have we no were, problem with that. We were taught to question everything. Right. Just ask some questions. Do yeah. some research. Let me no doubt. be in the research process if I want to. Like I don't get a flu flu shot every year. Right. You know, I mean, there is there are certain vaccines that you have to have in order to go to school and to do things. Right. Um, you know, and there there's no question, you know, as a parent, you know, I didn't deal with this, obviously, until we had kids. But, you know, as a parent, you bring your kids in and, you know, you go see the um, the doctor and the pediatrician and they're like, all right, well, he's due for these vaccines. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Right. And then you look into them and, you know, it's like anything. They tell you about the risks and you just hope that you're not one of those small minds. I'll never forget. When Kim was pregnant with Matthew the first time. Now, I obviously, we never had kids before. and We were first time about to be parents. And, I, you know, to me, I always thought, oh, epidural, you get a shot. And, you know, it kind of numbs the end. It helps out the women and makes it a little right. bit easier because it's a brutal problem. And God bless women for, for doing that and then wanting to do it again because, wow, that is tough yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think they forget. Oh, my God. But that having been said, I'll never forget when we were in with the doctor and she was probably seven or eight months pregnant. And we were making like the final um, agreement and details about the, the childbirth and everything. And the doctor said, well, you know, what are you natural or are you going to use the epidural? What's the idea? And I remember Kim saying, yeah, I'll probably start without one. But if I need it, you know, tell me what's the time that I have to have it by for it to work. And I said, yeah, so where's the epidural go? And I'll never forget him saying. Well, it's it's a needle that's this long, and we have to put it in between these two vertebrae. And I said, "What's the risks paralysis if we hit one of the vertebrae?" I'm like, right. I'm, "I'm sorry, could you say that again?" 
And he goes, well, that's the risk you run. If we nick one of the vertebrae, it could cause paralysis. And I was like, and we do this all the time? And he's like, well, yeah, and you're signing a release. I mean, the whole thing is just bizarre. It's the same thing with the vaccines. You take your chances and you hope, you hope that they have done it the right way and that no one gets sicker or gets sick from it. But to question it, I think you're smart to question it. Doesn't mean I'm not going to get it, but for you, do what you want. The epidural thing is interesting because I have heard that as well. And yet I don't know a single person who even knows a person who's been paralyzed by getting an epidural. I'm sure they are out either. there. I'm sure there are too, and I, but I don't know one either. Right. But Listen, it is every, scary, man. Everything is a rolling of the dice, right? So if you take the vaccine, maybe you're rolling the dice. If you don't take the vaccine, you're rolling the dice. Yeah. If you get in your car to go to New York City, you're rolling the dice. When you get out to walk to your car, like it's all... I, I just think There's people no doubt. are allowed to make their decisions based on their situation. Yeah. If you're not a high-risk person and you're not somebody who gets sick often, if you don't want the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. Yeah, well, I wasn't I wasn't aware that it was a law that you had to get it. But but sometimes if you question it, people act like you're some conspiracy theorist. You're an anti-vaxxer. Or an anti-vaxxer. Right. Yeah, like I don't think they're injecting me with things so the government can watch me. No, neither do I. You know, but that's what they treat you as. Like if you if you just question, like mm, you know what, I'm not sure about this. Let right. Me, let me see how it goes for a little while first. You know what's really interesting about it is when I went to the doctor back in. What, what are we in? This is going to be this is uh, February, February going now. into March. Yes. So I went and got my physical in October or November. I forget when it was. And at the time, I you know I had no COVID, nothing like that. We were being tested, so I was very comfortable going to the doctor. And they gave me the appointment, and it was an in-person appointment. It wasn't a virtual one. And as I was finished, he goes, all right, um, would you like me to get the flu shot set up for you? I said, no. And the doctor looked at me out like I was crazy. Yeah. And he goes, well, why would you? And, and listen, I, I would almost guarantee they get some sort of kickback for every dose they give out. I don't know that, but that's what I would think. And I said, well, let me ask you something. I said, we are sitting here purelling our faces off. We're wearing masks. If that doesn't stop the flu, nothing's going to stop the flu. And you know what? I've gone the whole winter. Now we're getting into spring. Might I get the spring flu? Perhaps. But I've gone the whole winter without it. I haven't gotten sick. And I do think it's because of the precautions we've taken. So I, whatever you want to do, man, I am, I am not going to judge you. I don't judge people. I really don't. Live your life. Enjoy yourself. I have not had the flu since I was in high school. Yeah, I have. I, I never, I never got it before I before we had kids, um, and then I started. I'd probably bring it home from school, probably. Right. Um, yeah. Once you have kids, they just start giving you every disease known to man. <laughs> well, Anyone that they could disease, catch at school, but a virus. <laughs> oh, virus! Right, not a disease. Good point, Jerry. So I've had it a few, not often, but I've had like every other year. I would say yeah. I've gotten it, and now I haven't gotten it. If you listen, I got really sick last February, and I would swear to the. God, if there is one that I had coronavirus last February because of yeah. the way it was not diagnosed and it went as an undetectable virus that I had. Um, but I, you know, I haven't gotten the flu in a couple of years, but this year I chalk it up to we're doing all the right things to basically stay safe. And I guess I don't understand the whole thing. Like, if you, so, like, for example, Eddie's going to have his shots when I yeah. return. April 7th, Eddie will have had his second shot, and Eddie will have waited two weeks, and here I am. Right. So Eddie should be vaccinated. So if I don't have the shot, should that bother Eddie? 
Because no, if I get coronavirus, he shouldn't be able to get it. Ten, and if he yeah, can it, still well, get it, then what are we doing? There is a very small, well, nothing is 100%. So I believe the Moderna one, they said, is 96% effective. So okay. like the Johnson & Johnson one, they're saying is only 67% effective, which is still a lot <laughs> better than nothing. But it's not It's not 96%. It's that not gonna, said, it's, yeah. there's still a chance you can get it. It can still penetrate your body. Um, but I also think you'll, I, I don't know, I would think knowing you the way I do, you're going to have to get tested to come in. So right. What's you know? I think he'll be fine, and I don't think he minds. Right. And he's vaccinated, for God's sakes. Right, but people will—I guarantee you—people will be like, mm, Eddie Stoll has a six percent chance of getting it. It's very selfish of you to come in there. I, I suppose. So, did this come up? This came up on the show today. I didn't hear. It this. did. Yeah, I don't oh, know how okay, it came up. Got it. I was it came aware. up again about the vaccinations. Oh, okay. And, I just, listen, I and I'm like... one. I'm going to get the vaccine. I just got to figure out how and where and when. And I may as well. I might as well. I'm on the right. list. I have yeah, I not made that decision. When I get the call that I'm able to go, I'll make my final decision. You're very much like my wife. She's still not sure, and I told her, that's fine. I said, do what you want to do. But she feels like she's taking every precaution and doesn't want to inject herself with Correct. something if she doesn't have to. Right. So, And we are going to get to a point, you know, the more people that get vaccinated, the less and less it's going to be around. Right. So. Like you brought up on the show the other day that you don't want to take medicine for your prostate. Yeah, I don't want to put I don't want to put chemicals that can destroy my organs into my body. But you'll take the vaccine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, because I feel like that's a protective measure. All right. And the and the vaccine is not like the flu where they actually put the flu in you. From what mm-hmm. I've read, the vaccine is a defense mechanism. So. Yeah, I don't know. I have. Uh, I guess I should begin doing my research on all of these items. That, I that, just said that it, was. It, th- go ahead. I was saying it, it just brings up the whole thing that we've talked about here when we were going to do the. Uh, what was the news network we were coming up with? Um. Oh, the No Nonsense News Network. Yeah, because I don't trust anything on Neither any do news, I. and I don't think America does. I, I think there are people slanted. that. Yeah. No matter what it is, like even Gina's like, well, what about? Um, uh, NPR. I heard stuff on NPR that was very yep. slanted. Yeah, it's all. It, there's too much opinion-based news out there. It's you know what it is. It's kind of like the story Boomer always tells about talking to Canazero back in the day before he became a columnist, and then instead of them just reporting the news and the facts, they start putting their and injecting their opinion into stories. And it's like timeout. Are you a columnist, right. or are you a news writer? Because there are two different things, and because it's all about ratings now. Every single news channel is slanted to your opinion, and it's awful. Like, I can't watch Fox News. I can't watch MSNBC. CNN, please. Like, I don't know where to go. Right. I, watch I don't either. The, I watch the CBS Evening News and hope that there's some sort of, you know, truth in it. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what's right and what's wrong. So one of the things I brought up on the show, too, which you weren't in there for, was, you know, I have seen stories. They are not being blown out of proportion, but I have seen stories that someone got the vaccine and two days later died, and they immediately got, had nothing to do with the vaccine. That could easily be turned around, the same story, the same facts, and say, oh my God, the vaccine killed this person. They sure. could easily do that. Yeah, And sure it depends on on what news wants to do it. Well, you can even go back to how they were classifying COVID cases in the hospitals. Right. If someone died and they didn't have a cause of death, COVID, 
Right. Because they were getting right, weren't they getting? Wasn't that the story that they well, were getting? Well, what they do is like, if, yeah, and if somebody had a heart attack, they would test them for COVID, and even if they died from the heart attack, they would go down as a, again, according to the news. So who knows if that was really happening or not happening? Yeah, I have no it's idea. So confusing, Jerry. Yeah, it is. It sure is. You don't know who to believe. I know. I don't. So I don't. know. I used to believe NBC, Sue Simmons, and Chuck Scarborough. They were my people. If they had it, I believed them. And Len Berman with sports, Sal Marciano as well. What was Those are I people watched, I believed. There was a documentary I watched on Netflix. I can't think of the name of it. And it's kind of like this. It was talking about, oh, man. Oh, you know what it was? It was the one you told me about with the crack. Yeah, the crack cocaine documentary. And how, think Netflix. about how long ago that was and how they skewed the facts in that. Yeah. You remember all that? that maybe, it taking... just, maybe it's just come out more now. During the Trump administration, administration more so than we had been noticing it. I think with social media, you've got social more media, yep. quote unquote, experts all over the place. Yeah, you know, I think you've got different doctors that have different takes and opinions on the same subject. And I, again, I don't know who you listen to and who you believe. Hmm. Scary. It is scary, Jerry. Yep, very much so. And then let's talk about this TikTok woman, Jerry, who has herself and got herself an unfortunate tattoo. Hmm, I didn't see this. A TikTok user uh, at Waka Flocka Flocar. <laughs> okay. She posted a viral video prior to coronavirus starting in March. She got a tattoo that said courageous and radically, courageous and radically refuse to wear a mask. She meant it That's as like a tattoo. Yeah, she it was written. It said courageous and radical refuse to wear a mask. She meant it as be yourself, don't wear a mask as a personality. Ew. That's what that's what she was like it was like a philosophical thing. Like Did she get this before coronavirus? She did. Oh my god. But she says now she has to cover her. She has to wear long sleeves all the time because people think she's an anti-masker. Yes, I would certainly think so, but too. But she meant that, like, we wear a mask, Jerry, to hide our true selves. Yeah, I get Not it. Not a coronavirus Absolutely. mask. Yeah. Wow. And that's that's apropos of the times. Because I'll tell yeah. you what I hear all the time is all about this self-help and mental health. And there's apps yes. now where you can talk to a doctor on your phone. Oh, yeah. Video. A teledoc. Telemeds. What is the one? So there's, I'm trying to think what the name of it is. Um, Demi Lovato. Have you seen her PSA? I have not. Yeah, like she is, I, I don't know if endorser is the right word, but she is certainly a spokesperson for mental health and for one of these apps about you don't have to go into the office. You can do it telemedicine mm -hmm. on your phone, computer, whatever. Go find a private area and you can talk face-to-face -face with a doctor. Very interesting. Mm. Yeah. How about that? I'm thinking about it. Thinking about going telemed? I think it's good to just, you know what, there are certain things you probably want to just get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you talk to yourself enough. Why not? Right. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, I say maybe, that, but uh, probably I'll never do it. Yeah. Well, if you do, let us know how it goes. <laughs> I'll let you know how Teledoctors. it goes. <laughs> I'll definitely go teledoctor next time, especially when it's like not, not nothing serious. Now I could you... just get a pill to help me. And then if you just, uh, well, that's for your erectile dysfunction. Oh, when you bend over <laughs> for the prostate exam, do they just yeah. look? <laughs> <laughs> I go, how's this look? I just put a flashlight in there. It's kind of dark. <laughs> I, put, <laughs> I put my butthole right up against the 
iPad camera, and then I put the flashlight on. I go, what Enjoy do you Eddie. think? Enjoy, Eddie. <laughs> I laid out for that one because I knew that was going to be a doozy. <laughs> what do we think, doctor? I mean, I'll come into the office if you see them, something weird there, but what do you see? I'll tell you what I think. I think I want to throw up right now. <laughs> What a disgusting image that I actually have of you. It's not a great image. <laughs> no, it's not. not Holy cow. Image, Jerry. Although terrible. I read another article that said the pandemic has made couples more comfortable using the bathroom in front of each other. Why? Why would that have anything to do with anything? I guess because we're home even more often than usual together. Yeah, see, it's so weird because I don't, I don't have that issue because of our hours for the last however yeah. many years. I feel like I'm home with my wife now as much as always. Like, nothing has really changed, you know, for us. But I guess if you were a nine-to-fiver and now you're working from home, it's probably very unusual for you. Yeah, I get that. Okay. I don't mind, like, if Gina wants to pee in front of me. She doesn't, but if she wanted to. And I'll sometimes go in and I'll pee without shutting the door. But Thanks. The, doing the number two? Forget Oh, all right. Gross. I had a girlfriend in 1997. Her name was Cheryl. She would go to the bathroom with poop with the door open. Oh. I mean, shut the freaking door. How how soon after that did you break up with her? Good Lord. It only lasted a year. I'm surprised it lasted that long. Yeah. I know. That's... I don't know how I was able to get out. I think that's the shock of it. Yeah, that's tough. I'd have it to pass me on off. that one. Well, that was yeah. like the, the, one of the first dates we went on. We went to get sushi or something. Then we went back to my condo in Oldsmar, Florida. And she goes, uh, oh, I have to use the bathroom. Do you have anything to read? This is what she said, <laughs> second date in. And I remember she took the only thing I had, and I remember the cover. She took a GQ with Tiger Woods on the front of it. <laughs> it was thrown right in the trash. Into the bathroom. <laughs> 20 minutes Good later. Lord. Oh, God. Did she ask you for uh, spray? No, I don't think so. Boy, that's a tough one. Yeah. Imagine, like, no problem. That I really imagine you the next morning. I was like, holy man. Did that just happen? This girl crazy? Well, she's crap crazy. I guess so. Mm. She's now married with many children, Jerry, probably pooping in front of her husband <laughs> and children. <laughs> Listen, you always say there's someone for everyone out there. Someone for everyone, Jerry. I do yep. say that. Yep, yep. All right, Jerry, why don't we do the warm-up show that is actually for everyone, not someone for everyone. The warm-up show is for everyone. Yeah, so we got a spring Friday tomorrow. Spring Friday, Jerry. Holla. Although I did see it was going to rain like Saturday and Sunday. Oh, come on. Really? I did see that. I saw 100% rain. It's supposed to be going to Nebraska Sunday. Yeah. I might cancel Ooh. that. You might cancel going to Nebraska? I might. I think I might do the game from the from the football stadium Monday. Otherwise, I'm are you just... supposed to be in work next week? Are you working Tuesday? Uh, right now, I'm still scheduled to work, yes. I never okay, took good. off I, because I, I, I just, yeah, no, I didn't, I don't know what I'm doing in March because I don't know what we're traveling, when we're not, so I think I'm going to not go Monday, you know, Sunday and Monday because it's enough. I The other, it scarred me last week. And I see Boomer is out Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, so you'll be filling in with Geo. A big, big part of why I'm probably not going to Nebraska. Mm. So, and uh, so CeeLo will be in for you those days. Yes, that is correct. Interesting. All yes. right, Jerry. Well, why don't you say we do the warm-up show? We'll figure out whether you're going in Nebraska. I'm not. And we'll see you tomorrow at 5 a.m., yes? Sounds good. All right. Warm-up next. Coming right after this. See ya. So. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It is 5.03. It is a Thursday morning as we are working our way to the weekend. Working for the weekend, me and Eddie Scazzeri in New York City. Kind of warm out there. And down the Jersey Shore on Bradley Beach, the old man by the sea, it is Al Olivier Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. It is warm out there. I didn't even wear gloves this morning. How about that? Not bad, not bad. You know, yesterday was awesome. I think it hit 57 where I was. Is that right? Pretty good. At least that's what my car temperature said. And yeah. I will tell you that a lot of the kids that I coach were out there in short sleeves. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah, this is the time of year, like when it starts to get nice weather, people go all overboard. They'll put on flip-flop shorts, a tank top. They call like it really spring fever. It. Spring fever, Jerry. And the same thing happens in uh, September, even when it's still like warm out. Yeah. If it gets just a tad chillier than normal, we go people, jacket. yeah, they go light jacket, pumpkin spice lattes. Like we always look forward to the next season. Uh, eh, well, in little ways, I don't. I, I actually you're not don't. looking forward to spring. I hang on to no, no, no. I, I try and hang on to summer and fall as long as that's I can true because I despise the winter. I hold on to it, Jerry, like it's someone I love, and I don't want to let them go. Well, you've had a few of those in your in your past. That's true. I just put my arms around f- summer and fall. Put and your hold, arms around, Jerry. It. I hold. Do you know? Put on your November name on first and November first, November second. I believe. Yeah. I think that was those were the dates. It was eighty degrees. Eighty degrees. In well, that November. was the. Well, that was the story. Uh, we got word yesterday of that, a girl. Uh, that, no, we got word yesterday that uh, the prosecutors dropped the DWI charges against Bruce Springsteen. He was charged with uh, drinking in the park, but that was a November day. And when people were like, "Why is Bruce Springsteen riding around in a motorcycle in November?" It was one of those seventy-degree days. Yes, and I only know it because we played a baseball tournament that I think people thought I was nuts for putting our team in because it was November first, and it turned yeah. out to be like the most beautiful weekend of the year. Pretty yeah, wild. That happened. So Bruce Springsteen got his motorcycle out. He rolled up to a park in Sandy Hook, and he uh, had some tequila shots with the fans. And yeah. Then, whoosh, whoosh. Well, you know what? I'm glad he got. You know, nothing happened because it was. He wasn't drunk, and he was He was not legally drunk, correct. Right, exactly. But, but he was drinking in the park. That's a no-no. I am looking. Just I'm just curious. I went back and looked. Saturday, November 2nd, it was 78 in New York City. Beautiful. There you go. I hope we get a Bruce Springsteen song about that, drinking in a park, getting busted by the cops. Like it's old school, Jerry. Like it's his old teenage years. Well, Chicago once read one song about Saturday in the park. Maybe yeah. Bruce can put drinking in the park. I had some tequila. <laughs> I actually started, uh, I downloaded and listened to the Bruce Springsteen Barack Obama podcast. How'd you enjoy it? It wasn't bad. Um, it, it, I'm listening to it. Uh, and while I... Don't agree with Bruce Springsteen's politics. It's a very interesting discussion by the two of them about growing up and race in America and and where they lived. And uh, so it is interesting. But it's funny because 
and I tweeted something about this, although I didn't name the podcast, but it was this one. So this is a podcast that's uh, uh, produced by the M- Michelle Obama Podcast Company. Like okay. She's uh, a podcast company. Yeah. It's hosted by Obama, former yes. president. It's hosted by Bruce Springsteen. They are discussing serious topics, Jerry, race in America, yeah. that sort of thing. And it's sponsored by a shaving company that uh, wants to know if uh, you're interested in shaving below the belt that uh, <laughs> they're, they're, the, they're the go-to well, place. Listen, listen to this. <laughs> If you think about how popular that's become, yeah. where did they start? Our podcast. Uh, one of them started on our podcast. That's right, Jerry. But it's just funny. It's like podcast advertising still hasn't reached the, you know, it gets still companies that, and it works for a lot of these razor companies. It works very well for. So even on a serious podcast about race in America, the commercial, and it's sponsored by a company that wants to let you know, Jerry, that if you are interested in shaving your uh, stuff, family jewels, they've got you covered. Now, I would like to ask you if, if you will listen to this podcast. All right. I got this email yesterday. Yeah. Now, I don't know where I get these emails from. I must be on some sort of a producer list or so, because yeah. I get, like, oh, guest I'm requests. On that, I'm on that same list, Jerry, and it's like, are you covering COVID-19, this story? We've got a doctor to, to, to hook you up. Did you get the email for the new upcoming podcast? Mm-hmm. It's called Geo. Geo. Yeah. No, I don't have G-I-O. this G-I-O. Is this all about a morning talk show host in New York? No. It's that a, I think I would listen to. It's a 20-year-old producer who is the new Post Malone oh. with his style tunes and Justin Bieber's poppy infusion nice. who writes his own music and beats. Yeah, I'm not listening to that, Jerry. But I th- but I got an email that basically said this new Geo podcast. I'm like, Geo's doing a podcast now? And it's not our geo. Different geo. Different geo. Hmm. I feel like that should be trademarked. The yes, I would agree. He's got to get a lawyer run writing write up some paperwork. Yeah, no good. Uh, I'm going to lead very briefly here, Jerry, with a hockey story. Uh, Chris Kreider. Kreider last night. On the storm. The guy bum, had a hat trick, which. I Googled, and it means he had three goals, Jerry. You didn't Google that. No, I knew that. I know that. I, I'm a sports guy. I knew that. Well, not really, but you did know that. So he had a hat trick, three goal, three goals, and uh, that's all the Rangers got, and they lost to the Flyers 4-3. Yes. Now, I know that when you talk to athletes, they're always talking about how uh, the win is the most... I don't even care if I play as long as the team wins. Yes. But I'm Chris Kreider. I'm like... Pfft. Great game for me. I, I don't think, care that we lost. Great I think game. publicly, you're like, man, it doesn't matter. We didn't win right. the game. Blah. <laughs> he goes home. He tells his wife, my team's killing me. I mean, I scored three <laughs> damn goals and we don't win the damn game. I'm with do you. you. Do you think he walks in the locker room after the game is just like shaking his head, like looking at the team going, what? You know, what I are got, we doing? You know I got three goals tonight, right? <laughs> if each one of you scored even one goal. I'm we not asking you. this team out. Yeah. I'm not asking you. I'll score the three goals. I'm not asking you guys to score three goals, but I am asking for one goal apiece. Well, how about this? How about we blame the goalie? Don't give up four. And um, and right. And goalie, I'm looking at you. Right. I know it's not Henrik Lundqvist. He just had surgery. So whoever it is, I'm looking at you. You gave up four goals. I agree. I don't think he's going to do that, but I think privately that's probably how he feels. So you don't think after the game he was like, tough loss, but I had a great game, three no, goals. I don't, but that would be legendary if he ever did because that would be funny. But I don't think – have you ever heard an athlete say that? No, mm. and I'm dying to hear it. At some point we're going to catch somebody up, catch up with somebody after a game who's all still all jacked up. 
and is going to say something like that. Well, Listen, I scored three goals. Wasn't now Shosturkin was the one. I think he was the one that was in goal last night. I mean, we had the issue with D'Angelo, and he's gone. If Kreider would have went at Shosturkin in the locker room, yeah, one of them might be gone. But that didn't happen. They just that didn't did win. not happen. What do you? I know. Do? I just I could just picture myself like I would be walking around so cocky in that locker room after the game, just like looking down on everybody, shaking my head at them in disgust. Did, let me ask you this: I, I got to Google this. In Kobe Bryant's final game, where he put up the sixty points, he yeah. shot the ball like a hundred times, but still scored. So didn't they lose that game? That I don't know, but that would be hilarious. Also, well, I don't know how hilarious it oh, is. Oh, belly game. laughs, Jerry. Belly I, laughs. I don't remember if they won or not. He scored sixty. All right, here we go. Uh, his final minutes. Did, 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 like it was, it was four years ago. Mm, no, it's longer than that, wasn't it? Let's see here. Uh, what do you think? Win or loss? I think they won. I mean, Kobe scored sixty. You That's know what's so funny is that the whole story, you don't even see the score. Hmm. Uh, it's d- all about Kobe. No, they did. 60. They won 101-96. Nice. Yes. That's interesting. How about when he scored? What did he score that one night? 81? 81? Yeah, you don't remember that? I do remember it now you say it. Now that I Once I ex- said it with an exclamation point, then I remembered. I believe we were still in in, um, in Astoria. Hmm. Because I remember so watching that, be that 2009. game in the newsroom. Uh, or earlier. 2006. Lakers, but he had 81 points. He was 28 of 46 shooting. When you were watching that game in the newsroom, as people walked by, did you go, Kobe scoring 81? Like, were you trying uh, to draw people no, in? No, because it was 2006. I believe I was still doing overnight updates, and I was the only one there. Yeah, so it's just you and a couple of mice running around. You pretty like, much. To yeah, the mice, Kobe's pretty much. Yeah, he, fire. And think about, so 81 points. Now, think, think about if it was now with the way guys are so... You had who's the former Nick? Oh God, he scored. Um, Will Chamberlain scored no, 100 no, points. No, no, he wasn't a Nick. Um, come on, Danilo Gallinari. He had 10 threes last night. Could you imagine if this was the three ball game that they're playing now? He only shot from three in this game 13 times. He was seven of 13 from three and had 81 points. 81. Jerry. He would have got to 100 if he shot more threes. <sighs> yes. Think that's what the that. next guy's got to do. The next guy that's on pace to score 81 points. But what if you shot some threes? Yeah. That reminds me of great stand-up jokes from uh, Adam Sandler before he got very famous when he was just doing stand-up before all his movies and that sort of thing. He was right. talking about Will Chamberlain's 100-point night. And he goes, uh, uh, you know you know how he stammers when he does his stand-up? That's his delivery style? Right. He's like, uh, this is an impression of uh, Wilt's teammates on the night he scored 100. Hey, Wilt, I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes a second joke. He goes, uh, and now this is my impression of uh, the coach on the other team. Uh, who's covering Will? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, there's no video of that. The Will Chamberlain hundred game, no. hundred point game. Zero. Yeah. There is no video. The so only it probably thing, didn't happen. The only well, and there are people that do believe that, but the only thing I think that exists is like a box score and the photo of him in the locker yeah. room. Yeah. That's it. And isn't he holding up a sign that says 100 points? Or I think is, so, did somebody yeah. photoshopped that in and years I, later? And I also think the game was at Lehigh. I think. Wow. I'd have to check that. Yeah, I think so. Lehigh College in Eastern Pennsylvania? <laughs> yes. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. So Why don't I'm, the, I'm doing a lot of Googling this morning. I've already. driven through Lehigh. There are no signs that Will Chamberlain scored 100 points. Well, I could there. be. Listen, I could I be. I would wrong put a about billboard that. up and keep it there. Let's Big see, sign. 100 points. Statue. Game. Will scored see. a hundy here. Let's see. What arena was this in? Uh, Hershey Sports Arena. No. And Hershey, so it was not Lehigh. It was Hershey, Hershey. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm. 
How about that? How about that? Yeah. You are doing a lot of Googling today, Jerry. I am, yes. They, the, let's see. And they won the game 169-147. You know who they beat, Nice. Right? 300 points. Um, I don't. The Knicks. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. So there you go. Wilt Chamberlain. How long ago was this? This was 1962. So 38, 21. Wow. Wolf. 59 years ago. 59, Jerry. 59. And think about Wilt who had the famous story about how many people and women he was with. He betted many women. What do you think it was like the night he had 100 points? Good oh. Lord. Like a revolving door at his hotel room My in God. Hershey, Pennsylvania. 1962, Chamberlain averaged 50.4 points per game. <laughs> do you think Will Chamberlain really slept with 20,000 women? I don't. Me neither, because someone that. did the math on that. It's like multiple it's, different people a day, every day, for like forever. I think it's something you throw out there, yeah. ha, 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 and people run with it. Right, where someone's like, hey, Wilt, what's, how many women do you think you've been with? Probably 10,000. Right, and now it's 000. a story. And now it's a story, right. right. But I, he wrote it in a book. Yeah, I think I, but, I don't, but I don't think so. I really don't. He put his name on it, Jerry. Let's, put your name on it. Like, let's put it this way. Let's say the number was 5,000. In your yeah. own head, you could say it was 20,000. Right, you don't know. You're not keeping track. Who remembers? Imagine oh. if he was keeping track. He's like, you know what? I have a notebook around here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me count. Let me count them up. That's a great question. Let right. me count that up. Men or women, however many people I've been with, let's yeah. count it. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. So I remember hearing Magic Johnson tell a story about, uh, you know, this was after he was diagnosed with uh, AIDS. Yeah. And, uh, years later, I remember like a story about him talking about like going to these parties where all this, uh, this sexual stuff was going down. And he said something to the effect of like, the rooms were dark. You didn't know if they were men or women. There's some parties, huh? Yeah. That's not a party I've never been to. Well, those parties take place after 5 p.m. Al. <laughs> are you sure? I'm positive. After the sun goes down? <laughs> well, I'm home sleeping by that time, When was time, the Jerry? last time you think you were out, for real, that you were out having drinks Yeah. past midnight? Past midnight, wow. And, and New Year's Eve doesn't count, even though I don't think you've celebrated New Year's Eve right. in five years. Yeah, no worry, Jerry. You don't. You could even count that. Um, you still make reservations for New Year's Eve at 4.30. <laughs> man, yes. Yes, I that's know. why I have no fear of missing. Same with like Valentine's. I have no fear of uh, not being able to get into any restaurant I want. Do you think, like legit. It's been a couple years, easily. Do you think like one a boomer event might have been like the last yes. time? Really? Yes, a boomer event. Mm-hmm. So it's Boomer at Black least tie a, event. because, and let's be honest, even the last few years, the last couple of Boomer yeah. events, you've gone out. Right, I've been You've asleep. left early. Correct. So it's got to be probably five, six years, right? Yes, probably been five or six years since I was awake and having a drink at midnight. Wow. Living it up. Let alone two or three o'clock in the morning. Friday night. Two, no, that doesn't happen anymore. I had one that was it last year. Yeah, it wasn't this year because this year was pandemic. The year prior... We went to a Christmas party with friends. We didn't get home till four thirty, and then no. I, the re- and it was a Saturday night. the The entire Sunday was a complete waste of time. It right. was like let's the, just fast forward day to Monday. Shot. Right. Oh, it was awful. Especially you're up at nine o'clock. You sleep four hours, and it's like oh, work the next day. What are we doing? I'm trying to think. Sometimes like concerts end after midnight, and maybe I would have had a beer there. So, but it, again, years and years ago. Yeah, well, especially those you go down to the Jersey Shore. They can start at 10 o'clock, 10.30. Right, that's true. All right. Stone pony, Jerry. 5.18, hopefully you'll be there again this oh, summer. Oh, yes, I feel pretty I good will. about that. I actually Oh, do. I'll be there. It was actually cool at Rutgers last night. There were parents in the stands. And it's amazing right? how like 40 or 50 people can, I don't want to say make a big difference. That's not necessarily true. But actually creates an atmosphere that has been missing all season. 
Their well, smiling faces light up a room. It it did. It was senior night, so it was a good night. All right, and Rutgers break. won. How about the real quick? They th- beat Indiana and Bobby Knight's team. Just yes, he wasn't there though. How about this? Just as a sports fan, Rutgers was losing last night, twenty-three to eight, with five minutes to go in the first half. They had eight points out. <laughs> they then outscored Indiana over the next however many minutes into the second half, sixty-two to twenty-seven, and we're up by twenty. What happened to Indiana? I always thought they were like always going to be like they would always be a top five basketball college it's basketball. Hard. Team. It is tough to recruit the best kids, man. It's not easy, and they're good. They're just they're not a top ten team. Hmm. But yeah, pretty wild. So it was a good night. All right, five nineteen, just getting started. We take a quick break. Come right back with your calls. Plus, we got a couple of guests lined up for you before six o'clock. It is going to be a party, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, pretty darn brilliant, I would say. 526, it is a Thursday. You know, for the longest time, I thought these guys were from uh, were from London. I did not realize they were from California. Yeah, I could see that. They seem like they're like like the, like the clash. They have that look. I don't know. I, I always thought that. I was wrong. Green Day on the... That was an awesome album, the 2004 American Idiot. A lot of good songs. American Idiot, Jesus of Suburbia... Holiday, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. I'm all good with you. What was that? Jesus of Suburbia? Yeah. Do I know? I don't know that. It, it's, yeah, uh, K-Rock played this. Yeah, it goes oh. like this, Jerry. Oh, yep. Okay. You know it, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. And it. that was like, K-Rock played that at other uh, alternative rock stations around the country played that. It's a nine-minute song. Wow. Unheard of these days, Think Jerry. Think about in the 70s. You weren't allowed to play a song past like three minutes. Yeah, but then there was yeah. Then FM radio came along and they played the long uh, songs, the deep album cuts. But then uh, went for a long time where, in order for it to be a single, it had to be like three minutes and twenty seconds or something. But mm. yeah, Jesus of Suburbia wouldn't have been good for Buddy Holly. That's what, no, he was uh, much quicker. <laughs> yeah, well, I love those. I love a good bo- like quick Billy, Buddy uh, Holly. Billy Joel saying, "If you want to have a hit, you got to make it fit." So they got it down to three oh five. The Entertainer. This was. One of those, uh, I was working with Booker in the afternoons at K Rock in yeah. 2004. This was a one of my huge favorites. album, I'm sure. huge album, and the Killers, uh, Mr. Brightside was huge, yeah, and Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. Oh, Jerry, those were the days of rock and roll. I'm telling Booker and Kane were my two favorites. Booker and Kane, yeah. I what did. about Cabby? No, okay, not I a Cabby fan. I was never a crazy Cabby fan, no, yeah. Crazy cabbie. Nope, nope, nope. Are you a fan of this, though, Jerry? Mr. Aaron Judge. He plays for the New York Yankees. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. He showed up with new teeth. Big chompers. (laughs) They must be pearly white. Oh, they're pearly white, Jerry. They're beautiful. They're just, they're the big uh, 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 veneers. He got big veneers. Remember, he used to have a uh, space between his teeth, like David Letterman. Yeah, but I don't remember it being like like, uh, Michael Strahan. Right, that, that was, was a, a big gap. I don't remember judges being like that. Well, I did see a, a 
a side-by-side photo. Somebody put a picture of Aaron Judge smiling with his old teeth right. and Aaron Judge smiling with his new giant teeth. It does look much better with the giant teeth. Let's see. I'm looking. I just. I actually literally. Yeah. Now I see it now. I, I don't I mind. Never really noticed that though. Yeah. To be quite honest, I'm looking at the before and after. You're right. Looks much yeah. better. But I didn't notice it prior. I really didn't because it wasn't like the Strahan gap was like a legit gap. This is like a little bit of separation, but I could see why you'd want to fix it if you can. I find the giant uh, veneer teeth attractive. In a woman or a man? Or a both. woman. I mean, either or, whatever. I think it's an attractive look. Like, like some people. Here's what some, you like. I know yeah. you long enough now. Yeah. You like good hygiene. Yes. And so part of that, even though it's really not hygiene, you want the mouth to look the way the mouth is supposed to look. <laughs> That's because correct. Because you're Jerry. very vain. And so yes. if someone has something going on with themselves, you want to know why haven't they fixed it yet? Yeah, what's going on over here? Yeah. <laughs> but like some people will call some... Like Carly uh, imp- Simon probably wrote that song about you. Yeah. Years prior. <laughs> and by the way, she is giant teeth. Does she really? Yeah. I don't know. See, I know Carly Simon. I don't know if I know what she looks like. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is like men will sometimes say women that have large teeth, they call them horse face, which I don't That's like, but I will tell you this. Most of the, most of the women, most of the famous women that men refer to as having horse teeth, I find attractive. Okay. Give me an example. By the way, I just Googled Carly Simon. The first thing that comes up is Carly Simon teeth. Right. Cause I've Carly Simon's one of them. Oh, I know what she looks like. She got great teeth. What are we talking right? about? Right, that's what I mean. I like the big teeth, but some people are like, oh, horse horse face, horse teeth. So give teeth. me one example. Uh, Howard Stern's talking. wife. People call her horse teeth. You're kidding. No, she's got a beautiful teeth. Beautiful woman, too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, well, Jerry. You know if that's what they call everyone should have that then. Right, we should all be horse teeth. Get off the damn high horse. Yes, so uh, welcome to the to the uh, beautiful teeth club, Mr. Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> I can I see you going for like a Oh, I would definitely get the big implants. Teeth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shave down my teeth to just little teeth and give me the nice giant. Absolutely. That's right up your alley. Yeah. I bet Aaron Judge gets some more um, endorsements now that he's got these beautiful teeth. He might. Why not? Smart man. Now, this is the year he's got to hit some home runs. Well, big, did, beautiful new teeth. I don't know. You get that big smile as he's running around yeah. the bases. Is it? No, Mr. Scholes's feet, right? I'm Dr. Scholes. Dr. Scholes. I'm he's sorry. He's a doctor, Jerry. There's, Please respect it. There's got to be some tooth company. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what he would do. If you're smart and you're listening out there, hey, Crest, get on oh, it. I love Crest. Like, he should be a toothpaste endorser. I agree. You got to go Crest or Colgate because they're the only toothpaste that Wasn't have AIM the, a big one back in the day. It was, but but Crest and Colgate, I believe, are still the only ones approved by the American Dental Association. Mm, hold on a second, you're forgetting the that? best. You're forgetting the best. My favorite, Aquafresh. Aquafresh, because they had the different colors of the toothpaste yep. mixed in. Yeah, I actually enjoyed Aquafresh back in the day. Yeah, I think we still do. <laughs> I go plain Crest. Okay. I don't want. I don't need any of those gimmicks. Just give me the plain crest. Yeah, but it was kind of like, did you ever back in the day get the peanut butter and jelly that had the peanut butter and the jelly bolted in the jar at the same time? I don't like that. That was gimmicky. Very gimmicky. But once in a while, not as good as buying the peanut butter and the jelly separate. I am not saying that. But once in a while, kind of fun to try. See, that's the problem with you. You don't like to do anything new and different. No, I don't like change. Like you are so set. It is actually amazing to me you met your girlfriend. Yeah. 
Well, that was five years ago. Uh, so oh, you didn't like change back then either. No, uh, yeah, but I'm probably worse now. I think I get worse I as I get older. I would agree with that. You have become more of a curmudgeon. That is true. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good point. All right. Thank you. I am more of a curmudgeon. And uh, another about, Yankee. Well, think about what you just said. Mm-hmm. So you <laughs> you eat plain chicken. Yes. You drink plain water. Mm-hmm. You like you do like a sweet potato, but you also like a plain potato. Yes. I only put spray butter on it. And you. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't care if it's all chemicals. And you like and you like your toothpaste plain white. <laughs> could you be any more bland? Like plain all kidding paste. aside. What if you I swear to God, if you say vanilla, I'm gonna punch you through the microphone. Is your favorite ice cream vanilla? Uh, it's up there. <laughs> of course it it's is. It's certainly up there, Jerry. What a bland human being. Wow. Yes, very bland. I'm sorry. Continue. In more Yankee news, Jerry, Luke Voigt says he's uh, working on two things this offseason. His defense, which is very good. And Liposuction? Um, uh, no. His second thing he's working on is his home run trot. Well, you got to have a good home run trot yeah. if you want to be featured. I rode Luke Voigt last year. Oh, hey. I rode him for two months. It was two fantastic. Months. Hey, <laughs> to each his own. Go for it. Go for it, Evan. He's riding Luke Voigt. I want Luke Voigt to work on a bat flip. Forget the trot. Yeah. Give me a good bat bat flip. Now, you might get thrown at at some point. Just get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Like, in football, you can do the the biggest celebration you want when you score a touchdown, and no one takes it personally. Well, no, they do if you disrespect the other team. Or, like, remember back in the day with the Niners and Terrell Owens and the Star in Dallas? Yeah. You had, a, you had one issue with the Ravens. I forget what it was this year. Although that wasn't after a touchdown. That was when the – was that the Titans? That's a like warm-up time. They yeah, were warming but up. but it was like a disrespectful type of thing. Yes. Then they go after you. But you're right. I believe when you score, you do something, and they didn't stop you. That's always the answer. Forget retro – just stop them, and that stuff doesn't happen. But I like a yeah. good bat flip. That's the nice thing about Fernando Tatis Jr., great yeah. bat flip. Love a bat flip. I think you should be able to celebrate the same way they celebrate touchdowns. Like Luke Voigt, we always think of the guy, like Gio said, he looks like the type of guy that's drinking whole milk just by like the us. glass. Like he could be, he could do like a Hulk Hogan rip his shirt open when he hits a home run. Well, he already keeps a couple of button, buttons open, so yes. why not? Who was the Met? I, I don't remember. Remember that was the game-winning home run against the Phillies in like the ninth or the tenth inning, and had that monster bat flip, and the Phillies were ticked off. Do you remember that? Probably mm, like three, four not. years. Oh, was it a Struble Cabrera? Eddie, help me out. You should potentially. This. No, I I do not remember. Well, you're a Met fan, Al. You don't remember this? I don't remember. Oh. I mean, I remember something happening, but well, I don't I remember who it was. My face off today. Now I got just. Go- what are you going to Google? A bat stru- flip. I think it's a Struble Cabrera. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put in bat flip, yeah. Phillies. That's hmm. fair, right? All right, yeah. Let's, let's see what happens, bat Jerry. Flip, put it into Phillies. your computer. Put it into Google, and here, it, yes, Google. here it is. A Struble Cabrera Google. crushes a home run and bat flip. Yeah, bat flip. And that was one of the coolest. And he, oh, that's when he also had his hair dyed uh, completely blonde. Perfect. And the helmet came off. That was actually fun. Why? We're gonna take a break. So this was 2016. Google it and tell me on the other side what you think of the bat flip from Cabrera. All right. It's on YouTube. It comes right up. Google we'll take it? A, yes. We'll take a break. Give me your thoughts on the other side. Also, we'll get to your guest list, which is like off the charts today. No guests. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Al and Jerry. Radio Gaga. Radio Goo Goo. Radio Doo Doo. Uh, Doo Doo for you on this Thursday morning. Coming up on 6 o'clock, 542. Boomer and Geo then. Hopefully we don't get into Ben Roethlisberger again or, um, you know, internet trading cards. 
What about yeah? What about highlight trading cards? I'm so I did, confused by that. Me too. I still have no idea what it is. Although I did see that the LeBron uh, one. No, our own company now is putting out the WFAN video trading cards. I uh, did they, see the one about G. They put the first one out yesterday. If you want to collect them, how uh, much did we uh, sell them for? I don't. I think they're just the free collectibles. Oh. It's kind of like when you would get baseball cards on the bottom of the Susie Q's from Hostess. Like it was just part of. Okay. It was just the free item. Because I saw the LeBron one went for $208,000 last year. Wow. Time. I don't understand. I really don't understand it, but okay. The first WFAN one is Geo opening uh, some sort of uh, packet cream. of something. Cream. that's sc- shoots all over him. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny. He slowed it down in slow motion. <laughs> so it's going to be very popular collectible. So pick it up uh, on your on your social media sites. Uh, big news in the wrestling world, Jerry. Uh, pro wrestling star The Big Show. He was here. He was here. He's uh, been on our in-studio twice. He's a large human being. Big fellow, The Big Show. He is signed with AEW Wrestling, which is uh, what uh, Taz, who Taz works with now. Cool. Will Taz After, fight him? Um, I don't think Taz fights anymore. He's more of like a manager type. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think Taz is ma- manages a bunch of dudes. I miss Taz. Me too. He was good energy in the hallways, yeah, But Jay. you're not here. Oh. <laughs> No wonder why I miss I'm him. I'm here. I miss his presence. <laughs> yes, he had good presence. You know, there's two people I miss here. Taz and Brian Jones for energy in the morning. Brian Jones was too energetic for me. Well, for you. He for me, a, I'm sitting in a newsroom by myself with Billy Jacqueline. So I would like some energy. Yeah. So, But I got you. Now, the big show, it says here, is uh, seven feet tall. Is he from Grenoble Frogs? <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Don't be silly. <laughs> Is this is going to be a big joke to you. Uh, why are we even doing this show? <laughs> Jerry, it says here he's seven feet tall, 383 pounds. Now, I did consider this when he came into the studio two different times. Letting him I, eat you? <laughs> <laughs> thinking I was a toothpick and he would stick me between his teeth. Oh, my God. No, I actually th- thought like... I'm sure we have cheapo chairs in the studio. Like, is this guy going to break a chair and be embarrassed that he crushed the chair? And You're right. I got to say, and I always put him in your chair. Those chairs held up. How about that? <laughs> there was some storyline early on in the big show's career where he was supposed to be like Andre the Giant's cousin or something. Okay. Now, this guy, uh, the big show, like I said, he's seven feet tall, 383 pounds. It would be believable that he'd be Andre, you know, related to Andre. Because yeah, uh, Andre the Giant, I don't know if you're familiar, Jerry. Andre the Giant was seven foot four, five 525 pounds from Grenoble France. I want to go to Grenoble France now just to <laughs> say I was there. Yeah. I don't know where the hell it is, but it would be interesting. I don't know where it is either. So largest men in studio have yeah. been Shaq, the big show. Yeah. Anybody else of that stature that's been in here? Well, we had a super oh, the tall Amazon dude, woman, remember Amazon uh, wrestler. By the way, her name, this was before all of the uh, terrorism trouble. Her yeah. name was ISIS. <laughs> that wasn't so, before all the terror. I think it was before ISIS was a really commonly known name. Oh, okay. For like a terrorist yeah, organization. ISIS is an Egyptian god. Yes, that's what she was going with. Interesting. You By the way, remember I'm, Almighty Isis? It was a show like I a don't remember live no. action superhero kids show. Thankfully, in I the seventies yeah, with a nope. guy in his motorhome. It was Shazam and the Mighty Isis. Motorhome. Yeah. Well, Shazam was with the mo- guy in the motorhome. I don't know if Isis. She might have been on her own, but they Shazam, were linked together. Shazam. 
Oh. Wasn't that from, um, what do you call it? The Andy Griffith Show. That was surprise, yes. surprise. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Bio. Surprise, surprise. Was it with Shazam, wasn't it? Al? Uh, that, uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that. Me too. It was Gomer, wasn't it? Gomer Pyle? Gomer Pyle. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Wow, Eddie had it ready to roll. Hmm. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Terrible. Oh, he did that before. Tony. Shine, shine, shine. Shaq I'm telling ripped, you, Gomer Pyle. He did uh, he uh, time out a second. Hold on. Is my pot up? Put my pot up. Because I remember this. Shazam. Yeah, see? <laughs> okay. No, you're all right. Finally the guy was uh, the guy was uh, dropping catchphrases that everyone stole later on Gosh. in life. There you Gosh, go. Gosh darn it. That was probably me. Sorry. I did see that the, I, I was uh, Wikipedia, the big show. Yeah. And it said that uh, he first signed uh, WCW in 1995 and was billed as the son of Andre the Giant. It makes sense. And called himself the Giant. The Giant. Oh, they had definitely had to run that, that by Andre. That did long last, though, right? Uh, that did not. Did I just say long last? You did. <laughs> Andre, we've got a very large wrestler, and we'd love to bill him as your son. I think Andre gets paid for that. Uh, hmm. Because they're kind of using his likeness. They in a definitely way are. And right, and they're giving his name for this guy's career. Right. This would, guy owes Andre big time. Or, or had Andre passed already? No, no. This uh, Andre. Uh, no, Andre was still wrestling then. Oh God. Okay. In 1995. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was he really? Andre the Giant. Yeah, Jerry. Wow. Mm -hmm. I thought he stopped long before then. Oh no. Okay. Oh no, Jerry. Oh, no. I'm just throwing it out there. I have no idea. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, he died in, uh, well, turns out he died in 93. So, okay. uh, yeah. So he was not Good wrestling Lord. in 95. <laughs> <laughs> Do not try to Google any Andre the Giant matches from 1995. My Lord. He was two years past. Boy. Wow, then they really just stole his gimmick. They're like, Andre's passed away. You be Andre's son. Yeah, that's kind of crappy, actually. Yeah. Don't you think? Definitely. Could you imagine doing the show without Google? No, impossible. Think about how like... much we've used it in 45 minutes. <laughs> Jerry, hold on. Let me go grab the USA Today, see if they've got any <laughs> information. Get my Encyclopedia Britannica. Let me find that's the card why, catalog. That's why even when I first got the WFAN we were and the station was still in Astoria, Queens, I got there in 2007, there were still all these reference books. Yeah, we had the baseball encyclopedia. And I remember when Russo... He would, I can't do the impersonation like Greg, and I'm not going to try, but I remember he would put his head down if he needed something, and he would look, he would look into the control room, and then he'd put his head down, and then he would snap his finger, get me the encyclopedia. <laughs> and it was like, okay, go, do, 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 go get it. You run it into him. And, and imagine it. Pages. Was it ever missing, like that someone had it in their office or something? And uh, like, There were pages that were missing. Probably. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember it was blue, right? And it was and the book was huge. And the the pages were so thin, and there were some that were ripped out. Absolutely. Yeah. That and the, the pro football reference book. That was another one. That's right. And we had all the media guides. Yep. I mean, it was unbelievable. It's not that long ago either. Oh, nuts. yeah. And it was Used like to... the intern's job to organize all the media guides by Lee because they would get messed up. Oh, absolutely. Like, and people just seconds. throw them back. Of course. The NFL used to send beautiful media guides, and the the holder for them was very nice. They had the AFC media guide holders and the NFC ones. It was very beautifully done. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Everything's like digital now. That'd be so great. Uh, someone get me the – I need to check Pete Rose's stats. Someone grab me the reference book. Oh, his page is missing. <laughs> My, very possible. <laughs> 
Right, especially someone who you've checked their stuff a bunch of times. So, like, probably famous players are missing from the book. Yeah. And Ted where's Williams that book stats, now? Gone. Gone. Probably true. I wonder where those books went, because those would have been worth something trash. to a big fan. Yeah, totally mm, in the trash. Garbage. Or the FAN library books. What's the FAN library books? All the media like guys the media. and the reference oh, books. Yeah, yeah. That we had. That was and you that. had to throw out the old ones when you got the new ones yep. in. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Good that that garbage bill was very heavy that day. <laughs> right, you just dumped thirty-two books into it. Think, no, about some poor, grab this. think about the poor guy that every day grabbed the garbage. Not a big deal. And that day he got a hernia because he right. didn't realize oh, what was in the. No, I remember. I used to try to just spread them out amongst the eight bins. So just make them room. all slightly heavy, not right, one right, incredibly exactly. heavy one. Good call. Sounds about right. All right, we got to take a break. This way, we have more than literally eight seconds, like we did yesterday and the day before that. So we are coming up on 6 o'clock. Boomer and Gio come up at the top of the hour. First, Radio.com Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence talking about Jimmy G. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Yeah, that's right. Rangers lost last night. Seton Hall lost. Rutgers won. You get the Knicks and Nets back in action this evening. What else you got, Al? Somebody, a number of people, Jerry, on uh, Twitter pointing out you went off-brand again with your Aquafresh uh, toothpaste choice. Yes. Well, I mean, it's not. If you go into our medicine cabinet, we have, I would say, mostly Crest. We have Sensodyne, but I do like Aquafresh. Yeah. That is true. All right. That's not that off-brand. Yeah, I don't think that's that off-brand. What is the difference between off-brand and just another popular brand? Like, off-brand to me would be like Kmart brand toothpaste. Right. I don't think Aquafresh is off-brand. Right, Samsung is not off-brand. No, it's very very on-brand. Right. People are animals. That's right, Jerry. Um, (laughs) Ravens linebacker. Uh, How do you say this I don't know who this guy is. Matthew Judon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the reporter. Let's go with that. I don't know the reporter, though. Yeah, he well, it's an ESPN local ESPN reporter. It's like ESPN Baltimore reporter, Jamison Hensley. That's why I didn't know him. Okay. Uh, he had reported over um, this linebacker, Matthew Judon's uh, contract offer, uh, to which uh, the the player uh, d- didn't appreciate him getting into his contract offer, uh, threatened to leak photos of the writer at a strip club. <laughs> what was now, he doing there? I don't know, but... You can't leak photos if you tell us you're leaking the photos. They're not leaked to them. They came well, directly from you. Depends on... No, no, but he can put them out. Put them out. So leak is probably not a good word, but he can put those photos out. And if you're just at the strip club, all right, whatever. But what type of photos does he have? I don't know. Maybe this guy's not even married and doesn't have a girlfriend. Maybe he's, Maybe he can be at the strip club with no problems. Doing what, though? I saw the back and forth between them. The writer was very pleasant to the to the player. Like, was very oh, nice about it. Yeah, because he's sweating. <laughs> That's why. Oh, you think he's nice now after the threat hey, of... Hey, Nets fans, we've yes. got your photos. team on the fan tonight at 7.15.